Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was their pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So choose your own adventure. It's time for... I never saw that. Hi, Jen. Hey, Micah. God, we haven't done this for a long time. It's been a while. It has been a I'm long so time. I'm so happy um, to be, you know, doing this again. Things may sound a little different okay. to you, the listener. And there are a couple of reasons for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to explain those? Well, I have just one. I mm-hmm. One other thing, aside from this being the first time we've recorded in a while, yeah. uh, we have never recorded in a car before. Oh, late yeah. At, late at night. I hadn't thought of that. In a car in an RV park. That's new for us. I guess that is one reason that it would sound different to the listener right now. Well, I mean, just being in a car. Yeah, we're you in know, a car. Like being in a different. We're in an RV park. We are. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. We're on a trip right now. Um, we're. Wait, can I say? Can I tell you something? Yeah. A thought I had the other day. Yeah. I um I was walking around, and I and I thought to myself, man, living in an RV is a trip, and I didn't. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't do the pun on purpose, you know? And then I just realized that it was a pun. And I just got so joyful, joyfully happy about it. Micah? Yeah, sorry. I was just thinking maybe um, the break we took wasn't long enough. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway. All right. uh, You were saying... Yeah, it sounds a little different. You were mentioning that it's because we're in a car, we're recording in a vehicle in an RV park late at night. Hopefully everyone in the RV park isn't listening to this live podcast. But I was actually thinking of a different... Well, it's not It's not live. I know, but if they were listening, it'd be like they were listening live. Okay. I was thinking of a different reason that it sounds different. Okay. And it's very subtle. Okay. I um, feel like there's a joke coming. It's not a joke, Jen. Oh. I'm, this is the first time I've worn glasses. Well, we've been recording. Ever? I usually wear contacts. No, no, no. Wait. You're telling me that you've never worn glasses a single time that we've recorded. No. Go listen back. Um. You can tell. Okay. It's just a different sound Really? Space, so that was you know? it? That different was feeling? the buildup was for the glasses? And that was the... Well, I just want to be upfront with our listeners, you know? I want them to know. Okay. So is was that it? Was that what you wanted to say? You no, said, I have more to say. You said, I have a great opener. Was that it? <laughs> Was that the great opener? Because I've been waiting. We're sitting in a dark car. Yeah. In Idaho. In yeah. an RV park. This is what we do now. This, this is our lives. Yeah. I'm actually wondering if we should start a new podcast that's just, and I'm actually being completely serious right now, about, that's just about RV life and our trip and uh, our thoughts about it. I was thinking about that today. I had a pretty good idea, I think. 
And I'm just going to put this out to the listeners. Yeah. We'll do a Twitter poll about it. Okay. It'll be up. Are you serious, though? Is this, this. going to be a real idea? Why do you always Because I can I'm... tell. Because I know the tone of your voice when you're full of shit. And I was really oh. excited for a real idea. Well, that's... I, I think this could be a real idea. So okay. um, just go with me on this journey. Um, we have an Instagram account that we started called The Traveling Freltons. It's a really funny combination of our last names, Freeman and Shelton. Is it really funny? It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. It's the fucking funniest thing. All right. Um, so we're at The Traveling Freltons on Instagram. Yeah. And you can follow our photographic exploits there if you want to okay um and i was thinking about the name the traveling freltons which i came up with <laughs> thank you very much and it's similarity <laughs> to the supergroup, um the, the traveling, traveling wilburys okay yeah and i thought what? we okay. should do a podcast called the traveling freltons where we talk about our trip and also review traveling wilbury songs as we go across this great nation of ours that sounds interesting. That sounded sincere. <laughs> the other part of I it, don't... let me let me tell you this. Wait for it. I also wanted to Photoshop a picture of the Traveling Wilburys with our heads on them. Yeah. Okay, I know you love the Traveling Wilburys. Mm -hmm. I don't know any of their songs. And don't they only have like one album? No, they, oh my God. See, this is another area where you could be... Like educated because you probably mm. missed some of the traveling Wilbury stuff because you weren't into good music at the <laughs> okay. time it came out. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay. And by the way, I'm Roy Orbison. So you're Roy Orbison. Yeah. Oh, that's your head that goes. My head would be no. on Roy Orbison. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'll be Neil Young. Neil Young's not in the Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. You're blowing this. <laughs> Wait, it was Tom Petty. Yes. Roy Orbison. Mm -hmm. Neil Young. Nope. I swear on my life. Well, you're wrong, okay, so I guess else? somebody has to kill you now. <laughs> who else is I don't know how that works exactly, but I think that's right. <laughs> One of them will do it. Bob Dylan. Of... Oh, Bob Dylan's in the trouble? Yeah. Movies? Oh. Okay, who else? Some other guy from a band that you know, but he was like, oh, that guy? Okay. Well, I'm definitely Bob Dylan then. You're going to be Bob Dylan? I mean, I could be Tom Petty. Uh, whatever. There's one more traveling Wilbur you haven't named that I can't believe you've missed. Oh, how many are there? Because I think he's your favorite. Five. My favorite what? Your favorite traveling Wilbury. Willie Nelson. No. Oh, by Jesus Christ. Are you, do you not get the. What do, what, what do you mean? What do I not George get the Harrison. what? It's George Harrison. Okay. George do Harrison I not get the, the what Wilburys. though? What am I. There's like nothing the to get idea about. The of the people in the band, they were all kind of. Like, Willie Nelson doesn't fit in that group, really. He was in other supergroups, like country supergroups. Roy Orbison doesn't fit in that group. Yeah, he does. It's a hard name to say, Roy Orbison. Yeah, the other one that we haven't named, who's that guy that everybody is like, oh, and that guy? Um, it's Jeff Lynne. He was in Electric Light Orchestra. So. I truly can't believe how long we've talked about the Traveling, the traveling Wilburys. Wilburys. Yeah, well, it's part of our new podcast that you should check out. Mm -hmm. Look for it wherever... Podcasts are downloaded from onto your machine. For real, though, uh, we may start another podcast, and we may put "I never saw that" on hold uh, because we're realizing that this is—it's impossible to do it. It's well, it's been not a, actually; difficult. it's not impossible. It's just we're with our children all the time. All that's why we're in a car right now because our children are asleep. Every second in the trailer, and so day. if and we I want... love them, they're treasures, are they? And it's hell, yeah. 
please help us. Send help. <laughs> anyway, so if you would be interested in listening to that, like, let me know. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We like to, we love hearing from you. And yeah, I mean, we'll like, a, we'd still be funny and stuff. We'll have a Twitter poll up soon. I think that'll have a couple options. Like, Mike is brilliant idea for the Traveling Freltons, a takeoff on the Traveling Wilburys podcast idea. You know. Or a, or different ideas. Jen's not as not as good ideas. Yeah. We'll have a place for my shitty ideas. Yeah, so that'll be on and the we'll Twitter poll. we'll have a place poll. for your you Vote for whatever you brilliant feel Brilliant like. ideas. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can go shitty, you can go brilliant. Either way, uh, works for us. So, anyway, so this week is, we're not exactly doing I Never Saw That. because It's going to be a weird episode. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Mm. Do you want to shut the fuck up just once while I'm trying to say something? Just like a, like, let me say a full sentence one time. Just one time, maybe. Well, I don't think that's really our brand, but we should, we can give it a try. This is a weird <laughs> episode, so sure. <laughs> This is not, I never saw that because we didn't watch anything or listen to anything or do anything. (laughs) However, Micah is here for me and all of us really with, you know, catching me up on the funny papers of 1994. So true. I mean, I did, I dug through the internet archives and found a wonderful little comic for today. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear it. Are you ready for it? See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So this, uh, it's a single panel mm-hmm. comic. Um, and I apologize to everyone. This is really, I said it's kind of a weird episode and we're trying some new things. I'm trying not to interrupt Jen. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing glasses. I know it's probably weird for all of you and I apologize for your ears right now. But I I fucked up real bad, and I think I missed August 25th, so we're going to have to loop back around and hit that one (laughs) later. I found a great comic, though, from August 26th. I don't think so. I think we just say, fuck August 25th. No. Nothing happened that day in the world of comics that was worth, you know, catching up on. You weren't even around, so you don't know, I know, I wasn't around. You don't remember the August 25th 1994 comic, comic papers. So we're going to do August 26th today. I apologize, everyone, for the confusion, and it's going to fuck up your spreadsheets and our, <laughs> the wiki that people are building about seeing the funny papers specifically. Um, <laughs> hey, someone do a wiki for our show. <laughs> like, make us feel like we matter, okay? Because... Just seeing the funny papers. Just... No! Oh, if, no. That no. would make me so mad if it was only <laughs> seeing the fucking funny papers. It'd be a lot easier, I though. I would be so angry. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Close to Home by John McPherson for August 26th, 1994. It's a single Wait, single okay. panel. Hold on. Yeah. Close to Home. Now, what is Close to Home? It's a comic strip. Yep. But usually you say, like, is it a, is it a family? What is it? Oh, What's I have no fucking idea. Okay. No idea So you all. don't know anything about this comic? Never heard of it. Oh, good. Maybe it's about old people? It could be. I think it might be about old people, but maybe not. It could just be this one. So single panel, like I said. Yeah, uh, so many times. There's a, it's just one panel in this one. There's, so many <laughs> times. So th- I'm just going to stri- describe this one and then we'll be done. That's it. I know Jen has trouble keeping up with what panel we're on. So I'm just going <laughs> to say one more time that it's just the one single panel comedy ADHD. Strip. ADHD fucking D. Uh, <laughs> 
So there are, in the background, we can see three trees and kind of the horizon is just like rolling grassy hills, Wait. it looks like. Okay, now are we, is this still the first panel? <laughs> yep, yep. Just on Damn only, it. the one and only I wanted to say it with panel. a straight, let me try that again. Okay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I can't <laughs> forget it. Just describe this All right. stupid I'm thing. I'm trying. There is a path in the foreground and there are two people on the path running. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in a park, I think we're supposed to imagine. Um, they're jogging. They clearly have jogging clothes on. Um, one of the people, the person in the back running, is looking down at the other person. And they are wearing little black bands around their arms and gray bands around their ankles. And I am I know, because I've read the comic strip and I can see the whole panel, that they're supposed to be those like weights that you run with, you know? Wait, what? On so, your wrists? Yeah, on oh, your wrists oh, and ankles. Just like, like weighted. He has weighted... Oh, that's a good idea. Things. So that person is wearing normal ones and looking at the other person. And the other person um, has little dumbbells, like you would, you yeah. know, little yeah, curling dumbbells, know you those know, are. like those little tiny ones, mm -hmm. strapped to his wrists. And then he has cinder blocks strapped to his feet with and what, what look like just a single string now or you a very said, thin piece of rope. You said they're running. They are running. So you're saying that person with cinder blocks tied to his feet is running. He's running. One really? cinder block on his right leg is on the ground and there are lines coming out of the ground wow. because, I mean, that ground is in distress. That's a heavy okay. footfall. You know, All right. cinder yeah. block yeah, just yeah. pounding. Into the other leg, his left leg, is up in the air as if he's running and it's it's pretty far back there. Like, he's swinging it pretty good. It's, he's getting a good workout, I bet. So the caption says... I just figured, hey, why spend a fortune on a set of yuppie-looking wrist and ankle weights? Yeah. That's it. It's just the one panel this time. Cool. Okay. So Thank you, Micah. Moving on. The thing I thought was oh. interesting about this. <laughs> I didn't think anything was interesting no, about that at all. It's not very good, but... How long has it been since you've heard the word yuppie, even? I mean, yeah, I was... I, I, I definitely was a little, like... Taken aback, not yeah. taken aback, just a little like, you know, a little delighted. No, delighted. that's not it. You know, just a little nostalgic. No, For simpler times, just surprised, I guess, or just reminded of that word. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the yuppies were the 90s version of millennials. No, like everybody made fun of yuppies and picked on yuppies in the comics. Well, but it was not well. I mean, for different reasons, and they're not. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying, like, people blamed everything on yuppies, and we're like, do yuppies people, are the worst. Do young people know? I mean, people know what yuppies are, right? Like, people know that word. Oh, we should or explain. Like, do people even know anymore? Do people know what yuppies are? Whoa, that's weird. I'm sure. I bet millennials do, because they're not. Like, we're Gen X. We're barely Gen X. We're yeah. like, I mean, we are Gen X, but we're like. We're on the cusp. What was the, what was I fucking talking yuppies. about? Yuppies, the word yuppie and the its word meaning. yuppie. It means young urban professional, but it came to mean um, like what do we what do we say now about people who millennials? I just no made that point. dickhead. No, <laughs> like the same thing though. Like people who well gentrifiers, I yeah. guess, is what we would say now, because when we talked about yuppies, we weren't interested or concerned about their impact on neighborhoods. No, you know it was just they were just annoying because they were like 
No, but they were gentrifiers, though. Yeah. We just didn't refer to them that way, or people didn't, or some people probably did. I don't know. I don't think all of them were gentrifiers, but they were, I'm sure a lot of them were, but they were. That's the image I have of like these people, you know, moving into urban spaces and, Mm -hmm. and having a lot of money and, and fucking gentrifying shit. So anyway, um, thank you for that. And that did generate a little bit of a conversation between us. See, I think I'm a real combination between a boomer. And you can go fuck yourself <laughs> right in the ass. And I'm sorry if we have boomer listeners. I know that it's not all boomers. Hashtag not all boomers. Not all boomers. But for real, I'm over it. I'm over the boomer shit. I'm over the wastefulness and the absolute dedication to comfort. What's so disappointing about boomers is that they were they were a counterculture generation mm-hmm. who then completely turned their backs on that yeah they got comfortable probably gonna cut all this <laughs> and so i don't want to spend any more time talking about it see you in the funny paper soon we are you know i lied before when i said it's not really i never saw that because what i'm gonna do now is tell you all of the possible endings in the book Tattoo of Death. Now, I know, so I was doing a mini-series. It was called Tattoo of Death, the mini-series The Revenge. Mm -hmm. Our last episode had two reads, and I I put a lot of work into that, and I was excited about doing it, but honestly, it's it just feels too much like finish its thing. Mm-hmm. And they're very kind about it. And they've been like, go for it. Like, we're not going to read that book. It's fine. But I just feel, I don't know. So I don't, well, don't want to spend like a bunch of our episodes reading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Reading Choose Your Own Adventure books. So what so, we've decided is we're just going to ruin the book for everyone. I'm absolutely about to ruin the book. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, because because what we all really want to know is like, how many times do you die? How many ways you die in this <laughs> yeah. book? And there are it's so a, many good ones. I will ones. tell you, it's a lot. Um, okay, so just a quick recap. Mm-hmm. The episode we did with Chris and Matt was... Um, oh, we, we're not going all the way back what? to do a recap? Like, Tai Chi gang? Oh, no. They took you to Catalina, bought some snacks. Okay, sure. Why don't you give a quick recap? So the protagonist uh, is doing Tai Chi, gets drawn into a, a Tai Chi gang. The Red Flowers. They're really not a Tai Chi gang. I just like to say that because it's funny. But they're, they're not really a Tai Chi They're one of the newest Actually, they... gangs in LA. They're fresh. And he's drawn in by two two members of the gang, Ben and Sprazzle. Ben and Sprazzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they take him out for snacks. And then uh, he's in a gang and he also has a tattoo. That's how it always happens, man. And actually, let's say you from now on because okay. that's how it is in the Choosing Your Adventure book. So... Anyway, in the episode, in our actual Tattoo of Death episode, we died by getting stabbed and netted Mm -hmm. by the Yakuza gang in Japan. We went to Japan. And Chris and Matt got killed on a bus or after a bus ride by Ben and Sprazzle. They were trying to go to Santa Fe. Whatever. Yeah, they were, no, they were, well, they were going to go to Nevers, Nevada, because that's as far as they could could go with their $18 or whatever they had in this economy. But they were on the, they were on a quest to see Basil Ramones. (laughs) All right. So we'll come back to that in a minute. 
So then the next two, I, you know, you tried to fake a car accident. Oh, God. Oh, boy, do you suck at that. Might and be you my died. favorite. I know. I love it. I love it because it's very short. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> the page gives you three choices and the choices are ridiculous. But that one is just the best. No, the choices are totally normal. It's like act like you lost it or act like you got beat up and it was taken yeah. from you, the yeah. package. Or... Act like you got or a car fake accident. a car accident. Fake, yeah, yeah. And so when you choose that one, you turn to that page, and it's like a very short paragraph that's just like, "Well, you suck at faking a car accident, yeah. and so you're dead now." The car that you stepped in front of that was getting on the freeway. I mean, it's just it's mind boggling <laughs> that you would ever <laughs> just happen to kill even you. Think that was a good idea. Anyway, so that happened, and then the other one we did. Uh, we went to the police. And they put you in they, a witness, oh, they put you in a witness protection program in Hawaii, which is just like being in prison. Mm-hmm. And they dyed oh, your hair. Off. They bleached your hair. They bleached your hair and, and changed you your eye color. Yeah, to change your eye color, which we haven't talked about this. No, we didn't on address the podcast, this. But in the text of the book, it's not mentioned what race you are or anything. But the illustrations make it pretty clear that you're Asian. So. Yes, every they're all everybody's Asian. In this I book. just want to go over the logic of this. Yeah. Um, well, the anaconda. I don't think he's Asian, but um, it's hard to tell because he always has those, yeah. you know, aviators cool, on. Cool sunglasses. Anyway, he's very. Cool. I just want to go over the logic of the witness protection program. They place you in Hawaii, yeah. an Asian person, and you're supposed to be flying under the radar. Right. You don't want anyone to notice you. <laughs> so they, so they bleach your hair and give you contacts to change your eye color. <laughs> yeah. You're no the one only. Will notice bleached haired blue eyed yeah like you would fit in asian if person you just, in hawaii if they just left your look alone you would blend in very mm-hmm. well in hawaii i uh, don't think the illustrator and the author were communicating very well in this one i just think that it's really fucking funny yeah okay right. so what what's what's up next so we're how just many gonna... endings does that leave us <sighs> it leaves us with 11 <laughs> 11 endings we're gonna um, do them all tonight we are going to read word for word. No, no, no. Every I, no, no. I'm just going to tell you how what the possible endings are, and I'm only turning to the last page of each one. So, uh, and I'm going just in order of pages. So here we are on page 23. This is one of the ways you can uh, end, and this is one of my favorite illustrations, possibly my favorite, because it shows Anaconda holding your sleeveless blouse and Mm -hmm. like holding his (laughs) fist up like he's gonna punch you and he's like making a grrr face Mm -hmm. he just looks so tough he looks actually pretty sexy there you have to admit anyway the bad boys so (laughs) so um obviously i absolutely love this one um and so what are you doing though he's holding you by your blouse as you said but what uh the fuck are your arms oh well i'm about to read okay so this one happens when you try to go into hiding, and I don't remember all the other branches, but you go into hiding, and then I think you, I think this is at the beach house. So uh, I'm going to read just part of this page. A solo attack. Well, heroes are born every minute. Moving like the spider of death, you slip as quietly as possible down the stairs and enter the hallway. You extinguish all fear in your burning gut. Well, almost all fear. But a bit remains there, gnawing away and saying things like, Boy, are you stupid! 
That's good Kiss writing. Kiss life goodbye. That and even, I good. want my mama. Good writing. Now is the time. You spin into the room and execute a perfect series of Tai Chi moves designed to confuse, entrance, and throw off balance any adversary. Hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. <laughs> you suck so bad <laughs> at Tai Chi. Suck, you suck so bad at Tai Chi. You can't do anything right. It's horrible. This kid thinks he's good at Tai Chi and he thinks that's why oh, they recruit him into the gang, but then he finds out it's because of his dad. I think, honestly, this is, I picture this kid as like, that was his very first Tai Chi class yeah. that they and they recruited him and he like has no moves. Yeah. But like so like he's probably not even doing Tai Chi. He right? thinks he is, but he's right. just picture like a three year old spinning into the room, you know, and trying to trying to do anyway. Unfortunately, Unfortunately it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. So useless. Conda is only amused. You must have forgotten something. He stands there laughing. Then, like the snake he is named after. Good. It's good that they reminded us of that again, <laughs> what an <laughs> anaconda is. He strikes. It's a South American ben snake. Ben and Spraz are the witnesses to disaster. Not you. The what? end. Meaning anaconda kills you. I remember now. Okay. This is one. This is a path where you... You decide to warn Ben and Spraz. Right. You're trying to save Ben and Spraz. Because you overhear that they're going to get killed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So that was that one. I just so... I love that one very much. Oh, boy. This one's... Unfortunate as oh, well. God. This is that same branch. This is that same branch because you're with Ben and Sprazzle. And you warn um, them. Oh, this is when you warn them. Yeah, yeah you yeah, warn yeah. them and this you is tell them you like, they're going to kill Wait. you, guys. Let me just read the very last tiny paragraph here. That night, the sharks in the bay, the great whites, the hammerheads, and a few blues eat well. Mm. Ben and Spraz are their dinner. You are their dessert the end so you die by sharks in that yeah. one um, but there's a there's the illustration a, is horrifying it's horrifying it's really horrifying for a children's book like it has three boys you know you and ben and spraz uh ankles tied with ropes Hands wrists tied, tied you, yeah. and you're like just dead float like drowning in the water with sharks underneath you yeah i don't think they're dead yet i think they're just in there floating in the water and it's really are, horrible there are hammerhead sharks it's fucking horrible Swimming around you. So um, that one happened. This is another, this is Anaconda, you know, who kills you again. Anaconda likes to kill you. All right, page 50. Well, he is a South American snake. Page 50. Is that what an anaconda Mm -hmm. is? Mm -hmm. It had been a page or so, so I just wanted to remind you. Okay, so page 54 is the Japan track. You went to Japan and you met Sabaruki. She's the one who picked you up at the airport, remember? Mm -hmm. So on this track, we went, we um, we decided to trust Saburuki, but unfortunately, oh, this is where you're like, you're like trying to run away or you're trying to, you're trying to override big guy's hmm. system or something. Yeah, but pe- people don't know what big well, guy is Well, big guy yet. is like a... Don't, what? What? He's like a cyborg or something. Yeah, he, you'll hear later in the book that his head was shrunken by an an adver- adversary and it's all shriveled and weird so he wears a kabuki mask that's huge right. over it and mm-hmm. the kabuki mask is hiding a giant orb that has like yeah. a robot eye in the middle and can do other things that are awesome but basically he's been uploaded his brain has been uploaded into the cloud and there are like computers that run him i mean it's too bad that we're we're not reading this whole 
thing because this one is very and this one has a lot of background on Saburuki and mm-hmm. big guy and their relationship but anyway um yeah so they're planning to try to overthrow this his um programming yeah they're gonna fuck with his programming yeah and make him their like but, slave but he's ahead of them because he realizes that she hates him and wants to destroy him so you and Saburuki are captured before you can act you are taken by private jet to hong kong there, horror of all horrors, the two of you are sold into slavery destined for a country in the Middle East. Dark shit. This book is dark as <laughs> shit. I mean, I think of Choose Your Adventure books as being for like fairly young kids, you know, like like our son's age and he is nine. But this one is like <laughs> it's a little intense. nuts. Okay, and then this page, now we're to the next one, page 73, and it's a picture of anaconda with just like a big automatic oh i remember this assault one. weapon shooting people this is um this is obviously the going into hiding track this is at the beach again where yeah ben and spraz are supposed to meet some a boat full of vips right. like people they're smuggling in mm-hmm and you call the cops, I think, or something. So the yes, feds show up. Yes, but they don't and... take you serious. It says yeah. here, the police don't really believe your story and call your parents. After all, you're a kid. Why should they take you seriously? Um, and that is, you know, the life of a kid, unfortunately. Big guy anticipates everything and the anaconda turns the beachfront into a morgue. Bodies litter the sand and big guy escapes. You vow to spend your life hunting this evil creature. The end. So you get away in that one. Yeah, but after witnessing mass murder... Yeah, everybody else dies, apparently. All the other people who were smuggled in, I guess, died? I don't know, because but I'm only looking at the last... He kills all the, the cops last... and stuff, maybe? I don't know. Page. Oh, yeah, it is all the cops. Yeah. Okay, well, um, again, like, wow. Okay, page 74. This is interesting, because this is the only one that kind of doubles up with another one. Mm. Uh, it's a witness protection program for you. For the next couple of years, but it won't be so bad. You're still a kid and things will change. You pack your bag and move to Hawaii. Surf's up. As for Ben and Spraz, they're doing time and will be for quite a while. The end. Now, this one has a very different tone, though. Yeah. Um, The other witness protection program ending, you're like whiny about. This one you're like cool with. So, uh, yeah, but basically that's what happens when you go to the cops. Let's see. Page 86. Oh, this one's so good. Oh my god, this is great. This is great because I only know the last page. I don't know what the previous page was. We did talk about this one on the, the We mentioned it. episode with Matt yeah. and Chris. Yeah. So but this is all I have to go on right here. You decide to wait and watch. Oh, this is when you don't try to warn Ben and Spraz because mm. you're like, they're bad dudes, oh, whatever. Right. And so you decide to wait and watch. You peer into the dim room as Conda suddenly grabs each boy roughly by the arm and... All caps. Censored due to violence. Censored due to violence? That's it. The end. The end. So they can describe uh, like a massacre of bodies mm-hmm. on the shore and... You being getting fed to sharks. Yeah, but this is censored to violence. I can only. What do you think that Conda did to them? I don't even want to think about it. I think that you should try to guess. Those Did, poor boys, Ben and Sprazzle. Mm. He made them watch Frasier first. Oh come on! And then, and then he killed them. <laughs> so it was torture and then murder. Yeah, yeah. Just like half an episode of Frasier. I think that our 
our audience, at least the ones that I, the people who interact with us. Mm, mostly boomers. <laughs> no. The uh, they're very split about Frasier. Mm. Well, the Frasier wasn't the, the torture. It was watching half an episode of Frasier. So they don't know what happens. And then Is that them. what you meant? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Anyways, so this one, page 90. This is the worst one in the whole book, actually. <laughs> no, it is because it's actually really sad. The other ones are like <laughs> intense, horrible violence. Yeah. <laughs> but this, in this one, um, they kill your your dad. Oh, I remember this is the one, one where yeah. they kill your dad. And there's so there's like a bribe, and then there's you have to give testimony, and the gang is like put on trial and all that. But big guy, you know, still has connections, and they kill your dad. So the last part here is the police put you into hiding, but you are at childhood's end. Guilt Mm. drains your emotions and leaves you empty. The end. Wow. I mean, this is, that is heavy shit. Like I almost get teary reading that. Thinking about a child reading this book and. No, just thinking about that actually happening in some child's life. It's very dark. I tried to do the right thing and they killed my dad. Ugh. So sad. Let's get back to some funny violence. Okay, so now we're on page 98. It's children. <laughs> yeah. By this game. Uh, we're definitely getting arrested oh, after this so episode. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, this is one, another one at the beach house. And the illustration, Micah, what's the illustration? Don't describe in detail, oh, but God. just like tell us what's going on there. Um, well, Ben and Spraz are kicking you and stomping on you. Well, Spraz is kicking you. Ben is standing with his arms crossed and his foot on your stomach. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Like you're not enjoying yourself. And they're going to kill you, basically. You're getting kicked. You're getting kicked. Well, they're not going to kill you. But they're going to send you to big guy. Okay. So, yeah, this is the one one where you choose to, like, instead of (laughs) faking a car accident, which is such a brilliant plan... You you lose the package or something. You pretend you got in a fight mm. in this one, but they're like, "You're so full of shit," because obviously, yeah. So they kick your ass, but then um, Ben says, "Come with us. You've got an appointment to keep." And then it says, "Big guy is more cruel than you imagined." You're finished. The end. Oh, cool. <laughs> so like, um, uh, I guess I guess you died again. So really quick before we move on, there, we have four more endings. Yeah, and I just want to recap. Um, we need to keep a count of how many times you die. Yeah, because so far there have been like... Oh, it's overwhelmingly that you You've die. gone into witness protection mm-hmm. twice. One mm-hmm. time you hated it. One time it was like, surf's up. Cool. Mm-hmm. Another time you don't die, but your dad does. And you're at childhood's yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still horrible. Um, another time you're sold into slavery. Yeah. Another <laughs> oh time God. you don't die, but you witness a massacre on the beach. Oh, yeah. that's the um, So that's five. So actually there are quite a few where you don't die, but it's like... You might be better off dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be more merciful to just fucking kill you. Uh, that's five. Is there another one? I feel like there's one more. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's one where you watch. It's censored due to violence. <laughs> oh, but yeah. <laughs> Which basically away, means maybe, you, you watch um, Anaconda kill Ben and Spraz. So that's six times that you don't die so far. Keep that number in mind. 105 is the next one. No, 102. You I didn't. just read 102. Did I not read it? No. Oh, I'm sorry. 102 is the next one. Uh, this is, again, you are with Sabaruki, and this is where you are altering, you're trying to alter the 
the program, the computer program. The computer program. Let's see. She removes the globe of his, which is his head, takes out a computer card, inserts one with the altered program, then recharges the circuits. For now, big guy, you will do exactly as I say. Any hesitation, I will disconnect you permanently. There is a nodding of the globe. Sabaruki says, I want you to order the elimination of this American pest. Oh, Immediately. Sabaruki. It will be done, Savaruki, big guy says. And it is the end. Another death. What? So Even Sabaruki turned on you. Just some Sabaruki backstory, because I think we're going to get more Sabaruki here pretty soon. Um, she I think that's it with her, no? Is, she, is, she says that she is big guy's daughter, but then it's revealed that she was also abducted and was going to be sold into slavery, but he raised her as his daughter and she but hates him. But also sort of as a slave. Like, yeah. yeah. And she hates him and she wants to take over his empire. And so that's the one where she does. And then she kills you. You also find out in one of them that she was abducted into slavery and separated from her two brothers. Oh God, I forgot. Ben and Spraz. Oh my God, Ben and Spraz were her fucking brothers. Yeah. How could I forget that? You guys, this book, there's just so much going on in this book. <laughs> okay, so the next one was supposed to be page 105, but I realized that was our very first... No, 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 sorry. That was the one I did. That was the go to the police one. Mm, okay. And it was, that's how you become famous. And you're in a witness protection program, and but it's like prison. And, oh, so there's uh, only two more. Two more. One hundred nine. So there were only ten more. Endings, this is but. also a an amazing illustration. It's yeah, like I remember seeing that one. A giant ship with a bunch of people um, escaping in a in a raft, uh, and it says. So this must be when you are supposed you're in, to. You're in Japan. Oh. Yeah, this is Japan. But honestly, I don't know what I don't know what happened before this in this one. So uh, I'll this get... isn't the ship that goes to the beach. The, at the beach house, Ben and Spraz are going to use the beach house, and they're supposed to meet the VIPs. And it's not that ship. Yeah, it is that ship. Okay. I think, but I just don't remember how you get to on that ship or to that ship. But anyway, I'll get you. Big guy shouts after them. Maybe, maybe not. Very good comeback, you mm. say to him as you stand at the telephone dialing the police emergency number. Somewhere off the coast is a small tramp steamer riding high in the water because its only cargo is six important Chinese men. When it drops anchor, two 12-foot zodiacs are lowered and set out for shore. The passengers will soon be greeted by the police, you hope. The end. Wait, where are you? You're what such happens a to whiny you? little narc. <laughs> Fucking whiny little narc. You deserve to get killed all these times. Oh, right. Yeah, he's such a narc because he's trying to bring down a... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Human trafficking but ring. But remember that there's a a part where suddenly we're referring to them as illegal immigrants? Yes, yeah. Which I guess they are. Like, in this case, these are people who are trying to... To get but, smuggled in. But still, in. man. I, yeah. I, but no, I mean, obviously, Mike, I was joking. <laughs> Ooh, this is Micah's favorite yes. illustration, and it's the very oh, last. I'm Wait, so is excited. it? It's the very last ending that we need to share. This so, one's incredible. I talked about this a little bit. How do you describe that, Micah? I don't know Matt how you too. could possibly describe this. So, big guy. I've already described his shriveled head. Is um, he's sitting upon his throne, and his globe has been removed from his, his head. His head looks like a potato, you know, yeah. when it's sprouting things. Yeah, it's real gross. It's pretty gross. It's tiny. He has a tiny little Very potato small head. head. He's Mr. Potato Head. 
and mm-hmm. his big globe has been shattered, but his computer head is still functional, and the eye is shooting a laser blast through your chest. Yes. Um, it's right a nice tight you. little laser beam going into the back, and then you see it shooting out of this kid's chest with a whole bunch of blood shooting around it. It's like a huge Dude, hole. yeah. And his face is just kind of like, oh, what happened? Oh, shit. I died again. Yeah. That's what that kid's thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's another one that's like, okay. You decide let me to just, attack Let me him. read the beginning, the first sentence of this page. <laughs> Every time you try to use Tai Chi, you <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> Do you and never use it well at all? No, never. In the whole book? No, I don't think so, ever. It's so embarrassing. Like, I'm so embarrassed for us. Uh, tai Chi <laughs> Tai Chi is not an attack skill. It is a defense, defensive skill that uses the opponent's energy to your benefit. So you revert to sheer aggression. What? This is the tool that most species use. That doesn't even so make what, sense. Again, it's like there's this Tai Chi thing sort mm-hmm. of like hanging over the book. But then it, you never really, like in this case, you're like, oh, I could use Tai Chi, but that's for defense. So I, so fuck it. Fuck Tai Chi. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like it's so. Ugh. Well, maybe if your teacher had. It's very unsatisfying. Had immigration problems. <sighs> Okay, anyway, so then with a yell loud enough to awaken the dead, you lunge at Big Guy, and with a ferocious swipe of your hand, you dislodge the globe over the computer head. It drops to the floor and smashes. So, like, you're triumphant in this moment, but, like, R.A. will not let you have it. R.A. Montgomery is, like, dead set on you being dead. Dead. Uh, but yeah, so big guy has more up his sleeve than that. He swivels the still operating electronic eye and a ray of laser light stabs the air, then blasts through you. You feel your energy slip away like water in a sink with the drain open. Oh, God. Powerful metaphor, you asshole R.A. Montgomery. What a terrible sentence. (laughs) God, I hate that sentence. That's what you have. That's what you got. Like. It started off really well. Like you feel water, your, yeah. Like water in a sink with the drain open. <laughs> what a dipshit! <laughs> you cannot defeat me, big guy says with an evil laugh. Ha, ha, ha. I am all powerful, and the world will soon be mine. Those are the last words you ever hear. The end. Oh my god! And that's the end. That's the end of I the hope, book. I hope that you all wanted to hear those. Wait, All those endings. So we didn't read every page. So there are other adventures that you no. go on in the middle, like oh yeah, to get yeah, yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. so I'm assuming we read all of it though. Yeah. We read the whole book. But so do you want to talk about the fun times we had with Basil Ramones at Santa Fe, or the time when you caught up with your old Tai Chi teacher? Yeah. So so Micah's bringing this up just to make me really upset, um, because this is the last thing I want to say. Like this is the last part that I wanted to talk about since we have now wrapped up Tattoo of Death. Finally, I have two huge complaints, and mm-hmm. probably more if I really thought about it. But my two huge complaints are. In this entire book, and we did read every page, you never, you never see Basil Ramones. Not a per- he doesn't show up ever. He has a huge backstory. 
Well, he, he didn't have a huge a full backstory. Name. He no, just, I mean, there was like a whole page describing like you met him, him at and computer camp and like his parents. Right, Bayes, There's all these people no, no, no. in Santa Fe. Then they right. There's but, these types of people and these types of people and these types of people. Yeah. And Basil Ramones is not one of and them. And then throw in a little racism. He's a and different then, type. So I'm really upset about that because that's not that name this, too. The thing is, this whole book, it it's like. It breaks all the rules of choose your own adventure books, you know, like there are so many times when it, are there rules? when it gives you a situation. Yeah, there are rules. And I'll tell you what some of them are. If you're going to mention somebody, a character, then there has to be a place in the book where you find that person. I don't know. I, well, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm saying yes, You're I do know. You're saying that should be a rule. No, I'm saying it is. It is. It absolutely though. is. I think this is a common thing in the Choose other, Your Own Adventures. The other... There's all these characters that are barely even there and they get full names. Yeah, okay, maybe. But I, in this case, don't you feel like, like I felt like absolutely there was going to be yeah, maybe, a track maybe to Maybe Basil Ramones Basil. comes back in different books or something. Maybe mm. there's like a Santa Fe... Adventures in Santa Fe with Basil Ramones. Maybe, but the other thing this book does constantly, we already t- discussed how few choices you get to make in the book, but it gives you lists of options yeah. of things yeah, that you could but do. But you don't get to make choices. choices. It's like it's like a fuck you to the whole choose <laughs> your own adventure like model. It's like Ari yeah. Montgomery was pissed off. Like maybe he had a, a an argument with an editor or something, and he was like, "You know what? Fuck you! Watch me, watch me break the rules of this fucking choose your adventure shit." And he did. And this is what happened. The other thing that I'm super pissed about is that in the fur in the intro, they talk about Hunang, mm-hmm. who was the Tai Chi master, who disappeared and was presumably. Taken care of by the red flowers. Presumably taken by the red flowers, at least. Never mentioned again. Well, he's mentioned once, but just like when you're trying to think of shit you learned in Tai Chi class. We never find out what happened to him. Why even fucking mention it? Why make it part of the, the intro? It's not a part of the story at all. And it makes me so angry. And I'm tr- I'm sitting in this dark car and I'm trying not to yell. <laughs> um, it's difficult. Everyone knows how you feel. About it's difficult. R.A. Montgomery now. I hope R.A. Montgomery isn't here. Maybe that's what he does now. He just travels the world in an RV. Here. I would love it if you were here. I would love to He's probably talk in the RV him. next to us just tossing and turning like, why do I keep hearing my name? <laughs> so yeah, that's Tattoo of Death. We, we, uh, we ruined we did it for it. you. We finally did it. You're and welcome. It's a wild book. It's a fun. It's a fun one because it's so crazy. It has so many, but it's wildly different tracks and endings. Yes, they're not related in any way, which is cool. Which is cool. Bizarre. I, I actually really like that, and I think that choose your own adventure books should be more like that. <laughs> you know, so many of the ones that Matt and Chris have read and are currently reading is like you go on these different paths and there are so many branches and they just end like almost the same way every mm-hmm. time, you know? Yeah. So I do appreciate that about this book. So everyone should go listen to finish it. Pop yeah. Go listen right to now. finish it. Um, I if mean, you haven't, it's, it's wonderful. You can jump in at the beginning of any book. 
Um, yeah. But really, go back and listen from the beginning. It's so good. And Actually, they're about to start a new book, too. Yeah. So it, it, it is a good time to jump in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fucking delightful. It's we a love lot of fun. it. And if you and listened to our episode, zany. if you listened to our episode with them, uh, you know how delightful they are. So, so we're in Idaho right now, which we're not far from Montana. Yeah. I don't know if this is bringing back any memories or feelings. For uh, you. no, this RV park is nothing like um, <laughs> Montana. This is way nicer. This place has yeah. a pool. It has a little pool and like a hot tub. I just meant and like the we greater, didn't have any of that. greater landscape. We didn't have any of that. And there were it's also similar. like no RVs there. Right. Okay. Um, I get it. No, I would not say that. What I will say is that uh, my mom and I had a conversation recently that was really good. Uh, I don't know how to talk about it right now, though, because then we had a big fight. <laughs> Uh, and so we're, I don't even know where I stand with my parents right now, but my mom and I did talk about Montana and I was able to say some, you know, honest things and she was just really happy to be having the conversation. This uh, is the conversation you've been wanting to have for well, decades Well, so, okay, so here's, here's what happened is that recently my mom made a comment about our podcast and she wants to be supportive of it. You know, she really does. And she said, she said something like, I want to listen, but sometimes Montana stuff comes up and it just feels like a hammer to the head or something like that. And I was not feeling particularly sympathetic about that. <laughs> so I, I was very curt in my response. And I said, you probably shouldn't listen then. And then I said, you know, actually, I want to talk to you and dad about that at some point. But then we got interrupted. And that was like a month ago possibly longer than that. And I had decided that I was just not going to bring it up again because honestly, it terrified me. I didn't know how to have the conversation that I needed to have. And I didn't want to upset her or make her feel whatever. So I just decided like, I'll just leave it alone. But you know, since we started this podcast, it has been sort of like an elephant in the room. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little awkward because they know that I'm kind of telling this story and we just, we haven't, we don't really talk about it. So anyway, the other day, my mom and I, it was the day before we left on our trip. My mom brought it up. She was like, so do you remember that you said you wanted to talk to us about something? Do you remember what that might've been? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have a choice here. I can say, no, I don't remember. Or I can just finally just fucking get this out. Mm -hmm. And so I said, uh, yeah, I do remember. Uh, and so, yeah, I expressed uh, several things. And one of them is I told her that I really need, I really need them to acknowledge that this was a traumatic experience for me. And it was, you know, because they've, they have sort of taken the, They've always ha taken the hard line of like, well, it saved your life. Yeah. You're alive. So. So it worked. And it so was it worth worked. It. Yep. The ends justify the means. Yep. Exactly. And, and so I, so we talked about that and, uh, <sighs> some other stuff, a bunch of other stuff about it. And that was good. You know, I, it's a very strained relationship. But the conversation went well. Oh, it was a great, it, the conversation was great. My mom was very. Like, to her vast credit, 
Uh, she was really open to hearing what I had to say. And mm-hmm. she honestly, like <laughs> something that she talked about that I really, I think I needed to hear and didn't really realize was how fucking painful it was mm-hmm. for her to ha- to leave me there and to have me there. Um, and she even said at one point, because I was talking about the podcast and I, I, in the beginning, I was trying to like send her episodes that were okay to listen to and ones that weren't. Um, and so we were kind of talking about that. But she said, there's nothing you could say that would be worse than that experience mm-hmm. was. Leaving you in Montana and sending you away. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think I needed to hear that because I don't. I never think of it as a painful experience for them. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I know that leaving me must have been really hard, but I always think of it as like this big relief. And I, you know, I think it was probably a mix, but anyway, but yeah, she was very open and uh, she was just happy to be connecting and having an honest conversation about it. Yeah. I think we've talked about this a little bit before too. And she has to tell herself that the ends justify the means because. Yeah to go through that trauma herself of sending her kid away. Yeah. Right. And then, and and just trusting people. And I told her that I, I was like, I know I don't, I can only imagine how it feels to hear, you know, you put me in a fucking awful situation. You Mm -hmm. left me in an awful situation at age 16 and you left me for two years. Uh, I mean, I said that to her. And I was like, I, I know I don't want, you know, you to feel like shame about that. The other big thing that I told them or that I told her is that I don't blame them and I don't blame them. I, I think that they were precisely the kind of people that those schools preyed on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had access to the resources to send me there and they uh, were scared and didn't know what to do. And so... You know, I understand it. But anyway, whatever. This was a major tonal shift. I don't know if we should leave this in. We definitely should. But yeah, um, I actually tried to record about this, co- about that conversation uh, recently. And I just, by myself, in this car, by myself. Uh, but I just like sobbed through the whole thing. So <laughs> we're not using that. And you're welcome for that. <laughs> so here's what I would like to end on. Mm-hmm. Is that we have been playing uh, this game that we stole from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is Name of, name of Your Sex Tape, <laughs> which we call Noist. Noist. For short. Mm-hmm. For short? Yeah. Why it's, does that sound so weird? It's shorter than Name Noist of for short. Your Sex Tape. For short? That's a thing? Yeah, People say? I think so. For short. You just said it. It sounds Whoa. good to me. Do you ever do that where yes. you say something that's like a totally a phrase. normal phrase yeah. and you're like, that sounded like gibberish. <laughs> anyway, what I want to say about noise mm-hmm. is that it's, it's very, it's, <laughs> it's highly irritating mm-hmm. and also hilarious because what you realize when you begin playing this game, and I do recommend that you start playing this game if you're not already, uh, is that almost anything <laughs> can be made into sexual innuendo you know yeah like say a sentence say just a normal sentence that you that you would say to anybody ow that hurt okay 
Um, okay, well, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Name me your sex tape. Noist. Noist. Um, like, I'll do one. Like, something that you just, like a greeting that you would say to somebody. You know, you might say, um, hey, good morning. Don't stick that in there. <laughs> that's a I greeting? Mean? And that's, Is like, that a... that's just the kind of normal thing that you okay. say. Or if you're somebody. in the grocery store mm-hmm. and you, you text somebody because you're not sure if they forgot to add something to the list. Yeah. You're like, hey, do we have tuna? Name your sex tape. I mean, that, you got, you're getting crickets on that one. <laughs> I'm putting crickets, I'm putting cricket sounds in because that was so bad. How come we can't think of any good examples? <laughs> I just said everything can be sexual innuendo and okay, we here's, can't here's come up with anything. Like a, you're at a bar and no, 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 no. the server Micah. asks you a question and you say, I'll take another round. Oh, forget it. <laughs> I am. Um, I, the point is, it's funny. Unfortunately, we were unable to bring that comedy to you tonight. But you can do it yourself. You have all the tools you need. Name me your sex tape. <laughs> oh, there we go. You can do it yourself. Mostly mm-hmm. was the one. Yeah. Hey, someone invite me to be part of something. <laughs> Name me your sex tape. <laughs> Not in- intentional. That's a good uh, one, though. We just have to stop <laughs> trying. <laughs> that was not intentional. Is that what you were saying, noise to? We just have to stop trying. <laughs> we're trying too That's hard. Like the saddest <laughs> sex tape. <laughs> Oh, now you get it. Oh, boy. Uh, Seriously, though, would someone please invite me to be part of something? (laughs) I need to be part of something, you guys. (laughs) I mean, they're just (laughs) coming fast now. Whoa. (laughs) That's not... The name of... Wow. I don't even want to watch that sex tape. (laughs) That's too... That is too extreme for me. Okay. Well, that was... This has been Fun. a podcast, this I guess. This has been a roller coaster. This has been ride. so strange. What did we even do here? Noist. I don't know what this is, but it is an episode of I Never Saw That. That's not, no. <laughs> That's a good one, though. <laughs> That's not, no. <laughs> Noist. God, we okay. are annoying as fuck. Yeah, we are. We're okay. sorry you had to sit through this. You didn't have to. I mean, no, you had a choice. We're not sorry. You can take the headphones out. I mean, yeah. Say, if you're what still, the fuck was if that? you are still <laughs> here, uh, that's on you. <laughs> so, name your sex tape. That's oh, on you. Oh man. All right. I guess we need to wrap it up. We're really going to try to um, keep up with episodes. I guess this is how we're going to do it. We're just going to get our kids to bed and record in the car. Yeah. And watch something. We'll try to watch stuff sometimes. And if we can't, if we can't figure out a way to do that, then we're going to start a different podcast and it'll be, you know, probably a similar tone, you know, a combination of very intelligent humor Mm. and, uh, you know thoughtful commentary because that's what we bring that's what we bring to the table it is yeah well that's what i bring to the table i don't know what you bring to the table i thought we were just a couple jags that talked to each other for an hour 
also a couple of jags. And that's short for jag weeds. Thank and you. now it's time to be done. <laughs> this podcast is so fucking informative, you guys. You're oh, welcome. Hey, let's give information. You're maybe. welcome for all the education we hey, did. Hey, we're in McCall, Idaho right now. And in McCall, Idaho, there's a big lake and it's called Payette Lake. That's infor- that's information. It's geography. What was funny about that though? You oh, started I didn't laughing say it was in the be... middle. Oh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, do you have any information to I share? I don't. I, like nothing. This podcast is over. That's the information I have to share. We hey, love you. Oh, thank you for listening. I'm we do have some. We, we ha- have someone to thank, but yes, I do, do also want to just quickly say, if you know how to connect with like progressive RV people, mm. or like you know people that are living in. RVs full time. Yeah, they're doing that with their kids. Because there's a lot of American um, flags, as you mentioned. There's a fucking lot of American a flags of around us right now. Gun and Bible stickers. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Granted, we are in Idaho, which is a very red state. And, and we're in we're a in, rural And we're area. in a small town now. We were in Boise, which is like the by far the most progressive part of Idaho. But once you get out of there, it's it gets a little it gets a little sketchy. Um, so anyway, if if anybody knows. How to find those people. You got those progressive LGBTQ RV hookups? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, please. We would really love to thank a patron of ours on Patreon. Yes. She has upped her pledge. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Thank you very much, Phyllis. Phyllis. Um, We really appreciate it. We don't know why you... (laughs) We don't know why you did that. ...are a bookkeeper... And you are supposed to be smart with money. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense to me, but we appreciate it and we love you. It um, makes sense to me and I'll tell you why. And thank you so much, Phyllis. Like, uh, so cool. And this is the second time that someone has upped their pledge. And it's, it's, I mean, that is amazing. I think I said this last time. It was Linda Ford who did it last time. But I mean, to 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 up your pledge because you decide that what we're doing is worth more is like oh man that's so meaningful to us so thank you but what i was gonna say is that if you actually listen to us we're entertainment like we're part of your entertainment for the week right some people are willing to pay for their entertainment or like contribute to the production and creation of their entertainment when it's indie creators who are doing it on their own uh even though the medium is available for free and, there and are, that is really amazing to me. And thank you so much. Yes. There are other ways to support us too, because we know not everybody has the resources to do that or makes bad money decisions. Stop um, it. So, it's not a bad money decision. <laughs> no, there are other ways to support us. You can tell somebody about the podcast. Um, we're going to try to do better about getting back on a regular schedule because we know that's important to yeah. everyone and especially to you know make sure that our patrons feel like they're getting their money's worth um Mm -hmm. but it is an important thing to support independent producers of content so go do that even if it's not us like you probably listen to lots of other podcasts or like watch youtube things or yeah i don't know buy some independent crafts or created art or something support women of color that's a good move too you know a lot of people have patreons and um, are doing really amazing shit and deserve to be 
compensated for their time and effort. And we love you. And we're glad to be doing this again. This was fun for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I hope it was fun for at least one other person out there in the world. Yeah. I know I'm it's sure painful it was. for Jen. I'm sure it was for Maybe somebody. Sex date, but. <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to my father for our music. Until next time. See you in the, the 90s. 90s. Did you